yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've reached BSA, Big Screen Auckland, yet again. I'm Nige. I'm Corey. But we're doing something different this time. Rather than our usual thing where we talk about a movie for ages and, and ruin the ending and then rattle off what's on in that, we're not doing that at the moment. What we are doing is covering the 2011 Auckland International Film Festival. We're covering rapid fire. Every film we see, we're going to rush to the microphone and record and release that within a 24-hour period tacked on with the latest few films. So, However, the only thing we will do the same that we usually do is we probably still will spoil shit because we're very clumsy. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> So we're going to be seeing films and recommending them, perhaps, films that you might be able to see yourself in the next few days. So we're going to try harder than we usually do, not to spoil shit. We're not going to go out of our way to be dicks about it. However, be warned, we do occasionally slip up. Probably we're going to do most of them in the car park. I've got a new Volkswagen, so the acoustic should be expensive in German. <laughs> so you're used to our lovely, crisp kitchen sound. We've changed now to Volkswagen sounds. Also, we're doing this so rapid fire, you won't have my wonderful editing like you usually do. So what you're about to hear is unedited you'll hear probably three or four segments all clipped together raw and we'll be putting them out as quickly as we can so check for downloads daily enjoy we've just seen the first film in our in our long list of films to see and covers rapid fire literally it finished 10 minutes ago and we battled with box office man did we battle <laughs> painful but that's neither here nor there taxi driver Martin Scorsese's Someone say seminal, so I don't have to. I'm, I'm, I'm nice Jake and Doug to do it. I'm in love with the poster. What can I say? I've seen it quite a few times. There was a couple of things I, I noticed this time really different. I've always thought of this as the movie being taxi driver trying to get Sybil, and when that doesn't work out, he goes a bit nuts. That's really not. She's in it for like five minutes. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I've, I don't know why I've always had. A, I really like that stuff in the office. Her and her, her work buddy. And the way she's like astounded by him. So maybe I've just always focused on that and then the carnage at the end. And I've just like busted those middle two together. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't, I remember the letter being read out by her parents at the end, but I couldn't remember anything. Like I, I thought it sort of finished on the shooting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was shooting and then over. It's shooting and then nearly over. But um, I'd forgotten all that minor plot points at the start with secret service agents and stuff until seeing them. Like I could, if you'd asked me to describe it, I could have said, oh, he kills uh, a pimp at the end, you know. But in, yeah, it's a lot more to it. What a nice descent into madness. Yeah, really, really was. Well, and, and what great actors him obviously Robert De Niro but I didn't even remember Harvey Keitel was in it <laughs> as a uh, sport man he was good in that one scene what was his line you're kind of funny looking ah but looks aren't everything go on have some fun <laughs> yeah there was there was actually a lot of witty dialogue in there especially in the office stuff I thought I think of it as like a, a magical muddy film like it's it's more about mood and atmosphere but actually there's some fucking good writing in it mm. but the atmosphere's done well Scorsese films all those like, the bulk of it is him driving around. Well, not the bulk of it, but a fair whack of it is him just driving around. Reflections of street lights and puddles on the road, dark but it's roads. Like, and it's ugly stuff he's filming, but it's it's made beautiful. May, I reckon because of the score, Bernard. Bernard Herming. That, that score was... I know, it's a 70s really thing to use relaxing. just once. Is it? Man, I thought it was too too much. Really? Yeah, too loud. Like, oh, it just, just repeats and repeats and repeats. It, it was just I didn't like that particular piece of music, I thought. Ah, okay. By the end of it especially. Ah, right. But um, it added to it. I think it got, yeah, it made all the driving seem really like you could you could fit in with what De Niro was thinking because you're riding around looking at all this stuff. It helped detach you from it and look at it like with disgust. The nice calm music and the rubbish going on outside. Man, he packed those sidewalks with extras. Every now and then, one of them would turn and stare at De Niro. I saw that a couple of times. <laughs> It was crazy. Packed with people all over the mm-hmm. sidewalks and stuff like that. That's it's a pretty grotty place. He's, he's captured it pretty nicely. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, it was good seeing it in the Civic, too. A um, couple of chuckles from a few people in the crowd at, at a few things, so I thought that was amusing. Yeah, they were very appreciative crowd. I would have thought it was all uh, people re-watching it, but there was a lot of people, like, cracking up, like, that never heard this stuff before. But it was good to see a really appreciative crowd. Yeah, I mean, in the back of my mind, I was going to remind myself of how good the parts I loved were that I'd sort of forgotten. The gun shooting out the holster of the arm and stuff, talking in the mirror, the parts that are famous from the film. Yeah, and so I got my memory refreshed from all of those, and it was big screen, so that was that was fantastic. But yeah, I got a lot from it, all the slow stuff, yeah. all the build up. Like he barely knows Iris, and he just bumps into her twice, sort of thing, and then two hours later, um, so you know, radical. But fuck, she was good. And that shootout scene was longer than I thought as well. Actually, she was good. Jodie Foster was a talent. I don't know what she's like anymore. I haven't seen her in a while. I watched the Brave one. Panic Room was pretty good. Yeah, no, very good. And Peter Boyle, <laughs> is that what his hair's like? I think he was born that way. Yeah, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. The um, oh. the wizard. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone hasn't seen Taxi Driver, I mean, we don't need to say a lot about it. We don't need to sell the shit out of this thing because if you're not sold on it by now, <laughs> yeah, then, you know, you, we're not gonna. But there's so m- been said on this already. But like, there's so many of those. 70s films that everyone's got on their must-see list and, and no one, it's, it's hard to go back and trawl through things so imagine if you've got a list of like I really should watch Taxi Driver one day and The French, French Connection think uh, anything we're saying now is going to push anyone over the edge go you know what I will go <laughs> I'm saying it's definitely one of those 70s films that you should go back and see but is there any mm. way to bring it forward to current audiences like could you say oh you have to be in the mood to watch a 70s film there's no way to watch it and pretend it's not if you're not in the mood to go watch 70s films like that that sort of film it's its own genre Mm. It and ones like it. <laughs> it really is masterful. I'm not a huge fan of Scorsese's latest stuff. I don't worship him like some people do, but his early ones, it's hard not to. It's just there's something about them. He's just working on another level. You can't sit there and work out why Taxi Driver is so magical. You know, or Mean Streets or King of Comedy or Raging Bull, any of that stuff, yeah. Mm. But yeah, this one, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, maybe this is the fourth time I've seen it, and I'll, I'll watch it again. I thought I really like Scorsese's cameo as well <laughs> in the backseat of that cab. I was watching him thinking, is that is that Scorsese? Has he put himself in his own film? I didn't know he did that. Mm. But he, he was young then, just a young, tough New York running around making films with his mates and they all ended up being classics I thought that Scorsese cameo was very Tarantino the way he talked how repetitive he was like really really repetitive saying the same thing yeah. over it, just like Tarantino would write <coughs> for himself yeah I never noticed before how he must have stolen something from that very impressive yeah yeah I really liked it haven't got too much to say on it though how racist is that being film being a classic how racist was that film or how yeah. racist were the times you both like how in that film did you see much did people have a problem with it you know how in our screening no the world. Oh, right. Like, you know how, like, a lot of hip-hop guys and a lot of basketball guys love Scarface, right? It's a big... Yeah. You know, Jay-Z and everything. Like, Taxi Driver, that doesn't have that kind of thing, does it? doesn't have that kind of love from those circles. Oh, I don't think so. Because there was... Was there a lot of black hate in this film? Not too much. I think there was a lot of black hate in New York in, in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, like casually referring to people as spooks and spicks and niggers and... Or are you talking about how there was... I mean, that was obvious, but then there was also things like he drives around the entire city and only once does someone hassle him and it's black street kids throwing stuff at his car. Or he talks a hell of a lot about how there's scum on the street and the one crime he witnesses is a black guy robbing a place. Yeah, like the first guy he killed was the black guy. And what was that big thing? You know the um, the other taxi driver? Yeah. What was that big staring match about? Calling him killer. Mm. 
I don't know. I was just picking up for the first time. There's a real black-white thing in that movie. You might be right. It might just be in the times, but... I didn't pick up on that. It seemed I, to be documented a lot. And, like, he was watching the, the music show on TV, and it was all the black people dancing, and he was aiming his gun at it and stuff. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I was just... That's a question for Google, that, that is. Yeah, <laughs> someone will have an opinion. Someone will have written an essay on it. Anyway, should we go and see Submarine? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That was Taxi Driver, the first of... Shit, like, I've lost track of how many we're seeing. It's about eight, six, seven episodes. Man. Taxi driver was awesome. Are you looking forward to Submarine? Couldn't tell you a thing about it other than why I picked it. It's on my list of good films coming out this year. Mm. Uh, I don't know why. No, oh, right. Probably, you, you might have recommended it, who knows. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, take a punt. Cool. Hey, we just got back from Submarine and a little sneak peek, not a sneak peek, the whole thing, um, that Korean guy's short film that won Best Short Film at Cannes, mm. Blue. So should we, should we do Blue first before we do Submarine? Because you, you saw his feature, right? About that Korean girl that was looking for her friend. Yes, I saw Desert. Mm. Desert was pretty cool. And this one was about a, um, and, he, and the director even introed it, it was about a like an old TV show mascot who's now working um, in, in semi-obscurity washing dishes at a Korean restaurant. Or more to the point, love a duck on Dominion Road, well spotted. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love seeing local things in your films. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like next to love a duck. I'd hate, I can't think of what the thing's called. Yeah. Like at the end of my street. I really liked what he said. I, I'm glad he introed it when he said like it was inspired by a dude who died and um, it didn't. He was just working and no one knew what he was actually like a famous J-pop singer or something. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So this that really brought it home for this film. Made made it so much sadder and more beautiful. Like that he was a, a TV mascot, but he now he's just serving tables or whatever. Yeah, no, that was sure. awesome. Kind of sad. It was, it was funny in bits, even disgusting. I found all that bleeding. Oh come on, bro. Wow, it was a lot of blood. It was a lot of blood, but. It was a bit of fake looking blood. Not that I'm ragging on his blood quality, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't fake looking blood. It was horrid to me. Okay, you've got uh, issues. <laughs> I, I liked it, yeah, I thought it was kind of sad and I liked the concept, and uh, I mean, there were a few laughs, but I don't know about winning, really. Ooh, harsh. <laughs> no, that's my opinion. Look, they fucking sucked up to you by not having any dick or fart jokes. That was your problem with everything else you've seen, all the other short films. Oh, I'm not comparing this to 48 Hours. This is um, <laughs> this is pretty good. But anyway, then we saw Submarine, which we didn't know anything about really at all. Yeah, I knew nothing about it, except for I recognised the poster in the middle of the film somewhere. The poster looks... This, this is what I guessed it would be like is in telling. And the first five minutes of this, I, uh, I was having trouble warming to it. It, it jumps all over the place skipping around with fucking intertitles and cutting away to imaginations and into books this thing oozed style but it was it was a gritty welsh style i really liked yeah but i was thinking i've seen this i've seen every wes anderson film i've seen um amelie i've seen you kiss, know kiss, bang, bang. anime kiss kiss bang bang yeah but yeah no it only took five minutes to realize this is really fucking cool to warm to that kid as well yeah he, he was awesome he was all about it that's what that's what it was all about young arden crookshank Nicely done there. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. Love going into a film you know nothing about and coming out going, that was cool. Yeah. It was like a little quirky love love story, rom-com, high school thing, splitting up parents thing. About a kid in Wales who's uh, he's a bit... Unique, quirky. Yeah. He, sort he, of he reads the dictionary for fun. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, And he's experiencing his first relationship and as well as he kind of takes a responsibility for his parents. He's a Wes Anderson character. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And lots of quirk happens, but it's just, it's all done so well. And this is a director who, this was his, I understand he's an actor, comedian, comedy actor. There you go. That's what they're called. Comedy actor, nicely done. <laughs> uh, this is his directorial debut. Fucking bursting with ideas, man. 
He was throwing everything at the canvas, and not like when we ripped apart Butcher, Chef, oh, and the Swordsman. Where it's throwing a thousand one ideas, but none of them work. This yeah, because um, he couldn't make his fucking mind up. Yeah. This gelled perfectly. He, everything he threw at it worked really well. I give full credit to the boy for having the acting nous to pull it off, though, as well. Like, yeah. And, and uh, Jordana. The, and I've got a thing for little Welsh girls with bob haircuts and accents. So. Oh, have you got a list of those? Of things I have lists of things for. Come on, man. Everyone likes a little Welsh accent, chick. <laughs> I don't know. I've never met one before. And uh, it was set, uh, what, 80s or something? Couldn't tell. I like that about it. Yeah. Um, like, there's no cell phones or anything, but then it didn't really look dated. No. I think they... Like, and they went to see Crocodile Dundee at the cinema. Yeah, was I, that what they saw? I yeah. didn't catch that. Oh, she said. She said, yeah. I go to these films and, and you go to them and you, you 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 walk out and go, oh, man, it's all about characters and actors. I, I'm normally like, whatever. It's all about the film. Nah, man. I like Gaunt Dad. I like Quirky Mum. I like The Sun. The the Mrs. The Dad's breakdown scene at the, at the Christmas dinner, the other dad. <laughs> And the neighbour, who I was... Uh, it's Paddy Constantine playing a psychic. It's, he's got an airbrushed panel van with psychic markings on it and, like, a disco in the back. And I kept thinking, oh, man, they found another really out-there British actor, actor to play this guy. He's playing it exactly like he's Paddy Constantine. This guy's awesome. I've got to... It was Paddy Considine. How embarrassing for me. <laughs> he was a bit like the, the um, inspirational dude off Napoleon Dynamite, I thought. The karate kicking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had exactly the same note. I was like, this movie is brilliant and it's quirky, but just the right amount of quirk. But just like Napoleon Dynamite, where I thought that guy went too far and he took it into caricature, mm. Paddy Considine did it in this one. He was too far for me. That, that's my comment. It was, like, it was like, who's this guy they've got hamming it up? Who's this bad... Paddy Considine. Oh no, it's just Paddy Considine. <laughs> yeah. It's just Paddy Considine. Not being bad. Yeah. I really did like the mum's uh, reveal, what she did in the van. That was that was a good little yeah, scene. Yeah, and yeah. the audience was, it was the right audience, man. The people that went to this film really enjoyed what they were getting. Mm. There were laughs and riding with it and stuff like that. It was all good. Yeah, yeah. And Sally Hawkins, as the mother, was brilliant. She had so many fucking hilarious lines. Major props to her. Would you recommend it to... Um, to I'd, yeah, of... I'd definitely say to, to Wes Anderson fans, but this one was a lot less... What's the word? Caustic? Lot, it was. It had a lot more heart. This was actually really sweet and cute as well. No, I found it really fun. Yeah, I was going to say, you could recommend this to someone who, who likes maybe uh, little quirky love stories or, or rom-coms or even just, you know, um, fun films. And it had just the right amount of Wes Anderson in it oh, to, right. to make it a little bit... Rushmore, like that, like which is Wes Anderson. I haven't seen Rushmore. Before he, oh, sorry. Before he got really biting. <laughs> I've seen all of his, except Rushmore, I think. Fuck, that is Wes Anderson, right? Yeah, because he didn't do Bottle Rocket, then Rushmore, and then all the ones we know. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all the ones everyone else knows. Like, mm. he cut his teeth on those two. Cut right. his teeth, I love that phrase. Well, it's like that, yeah, it had a bunch of quirk in it. This was Rushmore, I've just decided. This is the Welsh Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah. Okay, it was damn good. And uh, and Jordana and the boy were great, and the, I enjoyed it. Yay for us, taxi driver followed by submarine. It's not a bad day. Mm. We're going to go and see 13 Assassins now, which was, although on our lists it didn't have it, and now I'm highly anticipated, we were both highly fucking anticipating Takashi Miike's 13 Assassins. So yeah. we'll have to see that now with a whole shit ton of people. Absolutely. Big group effort. We'll tell you all about it. In, in seconds bye and we just got back from 13 assassins Miike Takashi's or as everyone else knows him Takashi Miike uh, <laughs> samurai called 13 assassins it was a samurai flick mm, mm, mm. and it was a fucking great one I love getting my opinions out there it was. oh there you go See, that's, that's your opinion we were very excited about this so that was going to be my first question did it live up to the excitement you had for it that's another question altogether but not only were we excited about this and discussing it all year we took the big opening night for us crew along. We had uh, flatmates and mates, partners and girlfriends and other pod reviewers and so forth. A whole big crew of people went to the Civic and watched this fucking awesome, giant, big screen, wonderful Japanese cinema, Takashi Miike-esque bloody 
No, it wasn't at all. Wicked. That's what the film fest is all about. Mm. I love tonight. That was yeah. good fun. We were in here early, met everybody, grabbed a disgusting cheeseburger, and uh, and watched a great film. It was it was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just to get that out there. So did it live up to hype? Yeah, it did. I was really worried he was going to weird it up too much, just like Sukiyaki West and Django, yep. which I'm not saying was bad. I'm saying he weirded up a lot. Mm. He didn't. There were two scenes where I felt um, him kind of through the girl with no limbs and the bleeding eye. I was like, wow, that's some UK exerting itself a bit much there. And the blood bath on the roof. I don't even know why that happened, to be honest. That was, yeah. Neither did I. But Nate Dog was like, man, did you see that blood bath on the roof thing? That's so Japanese. I love it when you see that in a film. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So I'm saying if the film had been packed with those, it might not have lived up, but there was only two of them. Man, it yeah. lived up. It lived up. It was great. Joe, have you seen any other Mike films? Um, uh, Zebra Man. Visitor um, Q. Katakuri's the zombie musical. Or Did he also have um, Metal? Full Metal Yakuza. Full Metal Yakuza. Well done. Dead or Alive series. Like, for example, in the Dead or Alive series, when the bad guy walks up to the other bad guy on a lonely road, he pulls a bazooka like out of his back. In the Western Sukiyaki Western Django, with an intro by Quentin Tarantino, the good guy saves the day with a Gatling gun on the back of a cat. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's one that has style and he's got a hell of a lot of ideas and he never ever restrains himself. No. And also, he makes like three or four or five movies a year. I sometimes think he forgets which project he's working Is on. proficient the right word? Prolific. Prolific. That's the word I'm looking for. Well done. However, I've never really seen him do a straight ahead. Audition would probably be the only one. For a lot of that, it was a straight ahead horror and a fucking good one. Never the first half was a I'm adverse to horrors. drama and then it, he just flicked it up and it went all freaky. But it wasn't all fucked up crazy. It was just... Horrific. So what were, your, what were your thoughts on this? I thought it was awesome. Fuck yeah. It's not a Mika film. Nah, nah. Thank God he restrained himself. I can split it into two parts. One part is like a lot of talking about Japanese lords and chiefs and running around Japanese sliding doors and shit. And that part was awesome. It was settings all like... Settings and everything settings, lovely. Yeah, old, exactly. And then the second half was your uh, Kurosawa samurai film. Yeah. And done really well. The sets, the set piece, the village... There were lots of Indiana Jones um, type traps and, and moving walls and things. Ah, you called them Indiana Jones. I called them Ewoks. <laughs> oh, nice. As I watched that big thing slide across, I was like, how'd they move that in that short amount of time? And then I was like, oh, it's all about weights and counters and pulleys. <laughs> Just like Indiana Jones. They could be more. Ewoks. I, I blocked Ewoks <laughs> out of my mind, you see, so that's never going to be a reference for me. What, is that a slight against Caravan and Courage? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, no, I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, the second half is, um, and I've complained recently about. Transformers 3 and Harry Potter 7B spending far too long on the in, on the final battle. Being all battle, yeah. Yeah. This one was even more so. The second half was the final battle. <laughs> it went for half the movie. It did, but... But it was awesome. Yeah. And I loved every minute of it. Uh, I'd be interested to know what Chiaki thought, because I thought it might have been a slog. It was just fighting, fighting, fighting... Fighting. Pretty good, though, man. Fighting. It was take the scene from Kill Bill in the House of blue leaves or whatever it's called with charlie brown's son and move them from that room to a village and mm. expand it multiple fold well it was really like it was the exact opposite of seven samurai actually because it's them setting traps and using strategy to beat a far larger group except for this time the small group was the attackers rather than defense and it worked really brilliantly like they had all the their fire and shit set up but it, it was all in a really cramped little village they had i so wanted to play in that village yeah they had all those ladders and planks running everywhere so they could ninja around the every, place every and, roof had like a stone on it to keep tiles down and stuff the, the attention to detail was awesome the ladders amazing. looked like it had been built like it moved did you ever see his film the bird people from china 
No. That had great sets in it as well. I think he likes building big wooden sets. I don't yeah, know yeah. much about that film. I didn't even know that was Mickey. Oh, yeah, it's strange. I'm sure it's Mickey. Otherwise, I'm just embarrassed myself to all the people on their iPhones looking up Wikipedia. <laughs> Shit, yeah, though. Like, there's a tendency these days with action films to cut the action so fast that you can't see what's going on. Mm. Um, it was all good in this. There were visible back wounds and stuff. There wasn't too much gore. Good guys getting killed. Bad guys getting killed by the dozens. Um, and you could see there was a lot of skill involved. Some of them were just hacking, and in one shot, you'd see three deaths, and it was real heavy blows. And you go, I believe that. Yeah. It looked really yeah. good. So, yeah, like you said, it wasn't cutting away before. He'd raise his sword, cut. He'd swing his sword, cut. Bad guy, blood spurt, cut. Yeah. None of that. No, this was all choreographed beautifully. Uh, and like Jake said, because um, there were obviously 13 samurai fighting 200 bad guys at the end of it, the old guys looked better on film being samurais than the young the young dudes. Their styles were economical. And, yeah, that's what you'd believe about a samurai. If you got to be that old and you're a samurai, clearly you're pretty good. Yeah. It's not one of those things where strength is, is what it's about. It's all about skill and technique and stuff, and those old guys were doing bloody good fighting. I it like kind of Yeah, it kind of made me not, not go off, but, like, you look at other sword-fighting movies or, like, ones that are full of CG or ones that are full of waifu, and you're like, this is done properly. This is the perfect brawl to me. This is everything about brawl it Brawl was, was done the right, right word, yeah. And Mika didn't even go with his... You know, Sukiyaki was filled with digital blood, like, squirting... Arterial spray, obviously... Yeah done in MS Paint added later. Yeah. This didn't have, have any of that. There was no squirting blood. The most blood in this film was like, uh, you could see it in the mud and stuff. It was very war film, the way it was mm, um, mm. lingering smoke and things like that. Dead bodies and, and um, the waste of soldiers and stuff like that was slowly, you know, slightly brought up. Yeah. Not just the battle, but the whole thing was beautiful. When they were walking through the forest, there were some scenes in there that were um, like lakes and, and yeah. stuff like that. And all the characters were nice as well. The second half's a big fight scene, but all the build-up to it was just as cool. Yeah. Um, I do need to watch the first 20 minutes or so again. There was a, there was lot, a lot of, of politics. Names. Yeah. Yeah. But you could forget about half of them. I mean, I could piece it together now, but um, as you're trying to follow it, yeah, man, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on. People, And it opens with a dude. And the, 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 you gotta you got to remember ranks and... And names why, and allegiances. Yeah, and why he's allowed to do it and stuff like that. They and they try and carry on, but if you haven't got it by the time they're chasing him down, good it, horse scenes as well. It doesn't, good horse yeah, scenes. yeah, uh, yeah. It doesn't really matter by the thing. It, you don't. You may get confused about the finer points, but you know who the bad guy is and you know what they're trying to do. Yeah, but yeah, you know you're right. It was it was set up nicely. But Maybe once again, like okay. Seven Samurai, it was it really went along the same route of setting up the uh, one by one, get building the team. Now we've got seven. Now we've got eight, and everyone had their own little backstory, and they were all pretty cool. Um, this one obviously skipped a fuckload faster than Seven Samurai because we started at sort of five, and the next thing we're at nine, and then yeah. <laughs> well, and this was a, a less than two hours. That was three. Yeah, and totally. this one half of it was battle, so they had forty-five minutes to get to the. I do like the Magnificent Seven setting up as well. Obviously, the same film basically, but um, yeah. I've always liked that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of the? Um... <laughs> Is this person in the car bug going to stop slamming their boots? Sorry, audience, the, the booth was uh, busy today. Couple of just small points I want to go. What did you think of this? Awesome or whatever. Go. Um, the bad guy who is just pure evil. Usually I don't like that. This guy's pretty cool. What did you think about the first hacking the head off? Triple strike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that was brutal. Wedging his foot like grabs and um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real good though. Real good. Absolutely loved it. And the point blank arrow to the forehead. <laughs> No, he was he was good. He played sort of like a spoiled brat that's had his own way the entire time. Doesn't understand why he can't be as cruel as he wants. He's got the power, damn it. Man, does he play cruel well. Cruel and disinterested is like casting aside things. And 
But he was having fun as well. Yeah, he was. And that way you got to have his bodyguard play the torn between, I know this guy's bad, but yeah. I'm a goddamn samurai. I'm doing what my honour uh, dictates I do. That part of it was good. Just because I can't finish on a perfect note, I really didn't like 13th guy. He was annoying. Oh, Hoppy cartoon <laughs> character? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I, I didn't expect him to die, and then he jumps up again, and it's like, wow, spoiler. Actually, that might have been slightly meeky. Yeah, so that, that comes out as a favourite for me for today. It beats Submarine, it beats Taxi Driver. That was kind of easy. It's going to be um, up there on my list of bloody favourite war films to watch, actually. <laughs> I hope the car wasn't too much of a fucking nightmare for you as a listener. The next episode, which we hope to get out probably... Oh, it's going to be 48 hours after you hear this one. Yeah, we need a couple more days to see a couple more films, and then um, it'll be out within a day of that. Look for it Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, we think we might talk about another Japanese one, Cold Fish, which um, I'm pretty amped about because I saw... The director's last effort, Love Exposure, which is a four-hour four epic half hour. about um, about a, a kid who trains as a, a ninja to take upskirt photography in Japan. Uh, absolutely fucking lunacy, Japanese lunacy. This is his new one. Yeah, I don't care what it's about. If you don't know what upskirt photography is, Google it, but not at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we may also talk about The Man from Nowhere. Korean? Korean gangster film, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's in the incredibly strange section again both of those are so should be decent absolutely and Adenberg I think we'll probably squeeze into that episode as well which I think we covered it was the bizarre bizarre Greek well we're hoping it's bizarre actually we, we've got no idea what we're hoping for Attenberg, read it in the brochure buy a ticket if you want to see something that you're never ever going to see again what we do know is it's about late teens in Greece which we saw Dogtooth and that's what that was yeah maybe it's the same Absolutely. <laughs> the film fest is on, people. Don't don't waste your chance. Get out there and buy tickets. These cinemas are awesome. The city was alive and buzzing tonight with people watching good films. Cues are out the door, though. Be careful. Cues are out the door at box office, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> All right, well, that's one day. Catch you later. <laughs>